Hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Bruce Singer podcast. Uh, this podcast is about storytelling, inspiration, and really some really good content and some good takeaways, and really focusing on the food, the beverage industry, non-alcoholic beverages, uh, health, wellness, um, right across the entire food value chain. And this is our focus. And today we have a very exciting guest, uh, Ted Fleming, which I'll tell you about Ted in a moment. Um, first is I'm Bruce, and I am the CEO and founder of Canada CFOs, which provides fractional CFOs and financial leadership to food and beverage, uh, non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic beverage companies. And again, right across the entire food value chain, health and wellness. And today we have a very interesting guest. And Ted, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Bruce. Excited to be here. It's good. So I'm going to tell you about Ted. Ted is the, it's awesome. Ted, we've been doing this, we've been trying to work on this for quite a while because Ted's a really busy guy. So I'm honored to have him. And I'm going to tell you about uh, about Ted. He's the founder and C, current, current COO of Partake Brewing Company. And Partake is the number one non-alcoholic brand uh, sold in Canada right now. And he's two in the world, two in North America. There's an awesome success story about this brand. And I'm a huge fan of their product. And and so some of the accomplishments with Ted and his company, uh, they raised they raised last year, they raised $20 million U.S., uh, which is which is unbelievable considering the market that is we're currently faced with in it, raising capital. Uh, he's been an EY Entrepreneur of the Year finalist. Uh, he's also been a Globe and Mail changemaker, a recipient, award recipient uh, in McLean's. Uh, he was recognized on McLean's as on the power list. And the power list is also people also on that power list were Alfonso Davies in the weekend. So that's an incredible accomplishment. <laughs> you know, that's unbelievable. And um, and and the and the and the product is a multiple a winner of multiple awards for product and innovation right across the globe. It's just an incredible success story. And uh, Ted, well, again, welcome to the podcast. It's it's a pleasure having you. We're gonna have some great content today. Some great stuff. Thank you so much. Amazing, amazing. So Ted, before we get into, there's a few segments, but before we get into, can you tell us a bit about a bit about Partake Brewing? What what and most people know about it now, but I want you to share a bit about the organization, about the company, what it does, and and how it's making a difference. Sure. Um, so yeah, Partake Brewing, um, we consider ourselves the the low calorie leader in the non alcoholic craft beer space. Um, one of those early innovators, really, um, you know, contributed to building what is now a very vibrant and very uh, very interesting category for a lot of people. It wasn't always that way. Um, I founded the company in 2017, um, and you know, like you said in the the preamble, we've had some incredible success not only in Canada but across North America and globally, which is which is really exciting and a great testament to um, not only the product but the but the team and and also the the consumer out there who's just really open minded to um, to looking at the way they drink differently, um, and I think that you know that ultimately that that great taste. Um, exceptional flavor, doing it in classic beer styles and doing it all between 10 and 30 calories is, has really re- resonated with consumers and and been a game changer for for many, many people. That's, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. Fabulous. So let's, we're going to come back on that, but let's talk about, love to hear your story. Because when you were starting years ago, you were teenagers, uh, first of all, there was no category like this, right? So there's a journey, there's a journey that took place and uh, I'd love to hear it. And I know the audience would too, if you can talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my journey, I think really, it, 
revolves around health and wellness and it revolves around, you know, solving, solving a problem. And so in 2005, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease and, you know, that brought on a bunch of lifestyle changes for me, not immediately, but it took me a few years to kind of figure out what that, what that really meant for, for me on a, on a personal level. And in uh, 2010, I became a dad for the first time, but in that same year, I was having these, these complications related to Crohn's. I was in the hospital several times during that year. And it was, it was during one of those, one of those times in the hospital where, you know, I, you know, and becoming a new dad was kind of top of mind for me too. It was, it really brought into focus those changes I needed to make. And I came out of that, that hospital visit with, you know, newfound um, motivation to pursue a, a healthier lifestyle and giving up alcohol was like this key central component to that, to that change that I wanted to make. And I, you know, I, I went out into the world and was trying to make that change and I could do it at home. It seemed fairly easily, but when I went out to bars and restaurants, you know, asking for a non-alcoholic beverage, you know, your options were water, juice, soda. If you ask for a non-alcoholic beer, they either look at you like you had two heads or they bring you something <laughs> out of the back that had dust on it and was maybe two years out of date. So it wasn't a great experience. Um, for someone who didn't drink and like that, you know, I, I didn't realize this before when I, when I was a consumer of alcohol, but when I became a non-drinker, it just really struck me as a very hostile environment, even for people that didn't drink, not welcoming at all. Um, a lot of negative stereotypes, you know, a lot of people would just ask me, Hey, are you an alcoholic or, you know, what's basically what's wrong with you? Um, so I, I, I had this, you know, you know, this need state, myself of like i just love to have better options out there for me and even in the retail space there wasn't a lot of great product everything was a lager in terms of style so there were no craft beers at that time and so you know i i saw an opportunity not only to solve a problem for myself but a, hopefully a problem for for many many other people's and uh, people and it's uh fortunately for me from a business perspective turned out to be even a lot more than than that initial group so you know, I think the consumer originally looked like me. They were people who couldn't drink alcohol. And and um, it's been some amazing changes over the last couple of years where the vast majority of new consumers coming into the category and into the Partake brand, they're people who are just choosing to be into, in the non-alc category. They don't necessarily have to be, but they're choosing to because the taste is there. The health and wellness benefits are there, particularly with Partake, with with our nutritionals and uh yeah it's really really an exciting time to be in the category but you know we've we've been at it for a number of years and it's it that evolution's been phenomenal to to watch and to be a part of interesting so along the way you know there's always when you start up there's always challenges there's successes there are challenges uh, some people think you're successful today they don't see the deep down journey and <laughs> some of the uh there are there are moments right there are and so you started out, how did you, can you take us through that? How did you start out? Did you have a lot of investment capital at the beginning? Was that a, how did that, how did it start? Yeah, that's a good, a good question, Bruce. And, you know, you're right. Like everyone sees the success today and says, oh, you know, you guys came out of nowhere, overnight success. And for me, it literally is 10 years to, yeah. to overnight success. I started the first iteration of this business as an e-commerce store, importing non-alcoholic beer from Europe, building a community around that. That was sort of a, a three-year trial of, 
you know, the concept. Um, and ultimately that community was the one that supported me as I pivoted from importing and selling online to developing my own product, which was Partake. And we did a, we did a Kickstarter, Kickstarter campaign in 2017. Our original goal was $10,000. We raised $30,000, the $10,000 goal we hit in the first three hours. So, you know, that was really about building that community over those prior couple of years and really having a, a group of people that wanted to support me for, you know, me on a personal level, but also what I was bringing to them. And, you know, I, I, one of my favorite stories coming out of that was I had a consumer who said to me, he's like, Ted, you're making an IPA and we decided to make an IPA because it's this like definitive craft style. No one had made a craft non-alcoholic IPA before. And we, and I thought, you know, if, if I can make this, I can make any style of, of non-alc beer. So I started with the hardest, hardest style perhaps uh, to begin with. But this, this fellow said to me, he's like, Ted, I hate IPA. You know, it's just absolutely, I can't, I can't drink it. I know lots of people love it, but I can't, but um, I'm still going to buy 10 cases from you in this Kickstarter because you're the only person trying to solve the problem that I have. And I know you'll, you'll eventually go on to make styles that I do like. And, you know, we've made 16 plus styles um, since then. So I think I've come, come through for that, uh, that particular fellow, but I think that just speaks to the, the problem I was solving for, for a lot of people and, and the faith they put in, in me to do that because there wasn't really anyone else in the marketplace trying to make things better for, for people who look like me. You know, it's incredible. You talk about problem solving. That's so true. When products come like really, when you think about it, like it's what, what, like what problem you're solving. It's a great way to think about entrepreneurship and uh, otherwise, you know, you're just creating another product, but you had, you had really, and that's really what would elevate it. So, so you started with this one product, and what'd you do? You where'd you go with it? You outsource manufacturing and manufacture yourself? Did you? So you, you had thirty thousand dollars to play. You had no money at the beginning, <laughs> nothing. You went and Kickstarter. You had thirty grand. Obviously, you, you did. You did something with that. And how, how, take us through the further. Like I'm trying to. I'm trying to find out what are the key learnings when someone hears your story. What can they take away? What are some of the key learnings that that you can share uh, while we go through the your learning pro, your your journey? Yeah, I think one of the interesting learnings, you know, in, in hindsight was, you know, we, you know, $30,000 when it comes to food and beverage manufacturing is is a flash in the pan. It's not very much. Um, you know, there were plenty of guys who, uh, you know, called me up and wanted to help me spend spend that money for sure. Um, you know, one of the constraints we had and, you know, I, I, I call, you know, I, I call some of these constraints beautiful constraints because I think without them, we wouldn't be where we are today. Um, one of those constraints was, you know, when I, when I talked about, you know, building a beer brand, building a, uh, potentially building a brewery, lots of banks were interested and, you know, we can, we can debt fund a, a brewery. Um, you know, this was back in 2017 when the craft brewery movement was still, you know, in its ascendancy. And, um, you know, as soon as I told them, oh, um, by the way, it's a, it's a non-alcoholic craft brewery. <laughs> All of a sudden, the red lights went on. It was like, oh, you know, everyone stop. No one's ever done that before. Um, yeah. We're not, you know, yeah, yeah, just prove this out to us maybe a bit further. Um, so, you know, we, we went down the path of contract manufacturing, um, which turned out to be a beautiful constraint because we've, we've grown so exponentially in that time, anything we would have built would have been massively undersized. And we'd probably be on a third brewery brewery today if, um, if we had built, um, built our own brewery. 
Um, so that was one of the constraints. I think also, you know, not having a brewery, not having massive technology that, you know, a lot of big brewers are using multi-million dollar systems to, um, to make their non-alcoholic beers. We didn't, we didn't have that at the beginning. We have definitely have some proprietary technology that's, that's used in our product. We, we basically had to MacGyver it uh, from the, from the beginning on a, on a, uh, on a, uh, on a budget. And again, that turned out to be a very valuable constraint because our product, like I said at the beginning, you know, I think it's one of the best tasting, if not the best tasting product in the world. We've got the awards to prove it. Um, but we also do it in that ultra low 10 to 30 calorie format that I don't think any beer company in the world touches us. We could be the lowest, lowest calorie beer in the world. And, uh, so that combination is super powerful. It's been a massive advantage for us as we've, we've built out our, our brand. And, you know, I don't know if we, we would have that, um, we would have those characteristics without that, that early constraints. And, you know, I think part of it, you talked about passion, but we really had the drive and the, the purpose behind why I was trying to do this. I think a lot of people entering the non-alc beer category today, the non-alc category in general, which is hot, people are looking at it from a, from a monetary perspective, how can I get in, get in like tomorrow? And they're skipping all those steps that we really took the time to, um, to hone in on. And, and I think that's why our product is in, in a class by itself. It's interesting. You said you had constraints, but those constraints eventually became almost like a superpower in one way that really, that really took you where you, that really took you where you want to go. So you went, you went through, I'm sure like, you went through some pretty interesting times. Let's call it that way. Some challenging times, you know. So, totally. so, so fast forward all these brands. So where? So what are the? So as you as you scaled, as you scaled, what are some of the key learnings along the way as you scaled? What happened further on down the road as you kept scaling and scaling? What were some of the? What were some of the key um, milestones and learnings from those milestones start to take place? Yeah, I, th- I think in um, in 2019 we started to hit an inflection point in in Canada where we just had to we had to change our our brewing partners, we had to change our team, which you know the team was me and one other one other fellow. So you know a two person team is not particularly scalable. So we had to bring <laughs> in some some talent that um, that knew um our business a lot better we we originally started in the liquor channel so with like the lcbo in ontario um bc liquor in in bc and and eventually graduated onto onto the the grocery channel which is a a very different way of doing business we brought in some expertise in in that channel um brought in some supply chain expertise to manage the the production and demand planning cycle of the business so um and then, you know, we eventually went to raise capital in early 2020, um, COVID hit. So it was, it was also an interesting time to, to raise capital. I'm good at raising capital when, when things are a little topsy turvy out there, but, uh, um, you know, it, it just got to the point where we were starting to see some, some bigger orders come from, from the likes of Loblaws and Sobeys simultaneously and, and my ability to, uh, to self-fund the business uh, started to get challenge, more challenging day by day. And and so we looked at, um, you know, I, I think there's a, there's a real challenge out there for entrepreneurs, right? Like you can take capital and you're giving up selling part of your company, which is, which is a challenge, but also, you know, I think, 
at some point you need to scale and you need to make a decision, hey, what's my relevance? Um, and we saw all that positive feedback from our consumers, people writing in saying, hey, your product has helped me oh, lose a bunch oh. of weight. It's helped me how to have a better relationship with my family because I'm drinking less. It's helped me achieve all these things in life that maybe alcohol was was holding me back from. And, you know, when you're when you're having that positive impact, for me, it was it was a no brainer where I could just say, hey, look, we just we needed to we need to extend this positive impact further and faster. Um, and the money part will eventually work itself out. So, of course, well, the more the more in the food business, the more successful you are, the more things grow, the more capital you need. That's just reality. And 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 she made the right choice. But getting back to the um, getting back to look, you had a tremendous fundraise, uh, twenty million, uh, US US dollars. That's 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 unbelievable. You know, uh, any particular any things you like to share that are not non no no secrets here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you can keep the secrets, share the learnings. You know, anything yeah. that you would say that are really if if an entrepreneur listens to this. And they want to get a really good takeaway. What can, what can you share from your own experience, your own learnings? Yeah, I, I think in my experience, um, you know, when you're raising capital, um, you know, who you work with, your partner is really, really important. Um, there are a lot of, you know, consumer packaged goods, um, specific funds out there that have not only capital to bring to to the table, which is critically important, but also expertise, yeah. expertise and connections. Um so, you know, I think when you go out and raise capital, looking for people that can not only bring the money to the table, but also, you know, provide expertise, provide guidance, um, help you with some of those critical decisions. It's 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 very lonely um, and isolating sometimes as a as a founder, particularly as a, as a, as a solo yeah. founder. And so having those 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 people around the table that you can you can talk to, confide in, problem solve with is is super important. Um you know, I think also a lesson learned is, you know, I, I, you know, I've raised capital in some fairly heady capital markets. Um, I've also raised it during some pretty, pretty uncertain times as well. And so, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, focus on valuation. And as a CEO with existing investors, sometimes, you know, you feel your fiduciary duty is to, you know, maximize the value of every fundraise. But, you know, I think in hindsight, there's, there's there's some there's something to be said for having just a fair valuation, yeah. something that you can you can really exceed and and make all your investors feel good about. Um, and so, you know, I think ultimately, if you have an exit, if that's what you're you're going towards, all those things will work out. And valuations valuations in the interim are maybe not as important as as uh, people often um, it's so true. prescribe them. Well, you're you because you were looking for partners. Uh, that's the difference, you know. But it's so true. And I, I'm in this podcast. Uh, I've interviewed uh, probably about twenty uh, VCs, specifically in food and beverage. And uh, and it's interesting you say that. Uh, but ultimately, you're looking for you were looking for partners that can go along with you way to the journey. And that was that's the right strategy. And look, and that happened. You got the money. The business has grown, and now your shares are probably worth uh, much more. I mean, I'm not. I don't know what they are. I don't want to know. But, but I can only imagine uh, what's happened in terms of the evaluation of the company today versus where you were two years ago. Uh, there's got to be a huge difference. A huge difference. So, congratulations. And before we end the podcast, I want to ask you. There's one. There's one question that I want to ask you. Um, 
what's what's the future look like for Partake? Where 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 again without giving many secrets? What, what do you what what's what's the future look like? What's next? Yeah, for us, um, you know, a lot of the capital raise it ties into what we were just discussing. You know, it came from came from U.S. investors with um, with ex- expertise in that market, and that's where that's where our growth is is going to be. Um, you yep. said at the beginning, we're we're number one non-alcoholic beer brand in Canada. Fantastic, hard harder to grow from from that position. Um, we're still experiencing growth, which is great, but it's it's harder to grow at those. Uh, those rapid rates, but in the U S it's, it's a lot of fertile ground. We're making, mm-hmm. you know, tremendous strides with, with some really fantastic retail partners there and just really pushing, pushing our business forward in, in the U S market. That's really our focus in the, the months and years ahead. Congratulations. Congratulations. You know, Ted, this has been a very insightful podcast, very inspiring. Congratulations on everything you've accomplished, your team accomplished. And as you say, you were two guys. <laughs> like just a few years ago, you were two, you were just a few years ago, you were two two guys just just doing this. That's unbelievable. That yeah. is really something. You know? Yeah, we were we were two guys, Bruce, and we'd be we'd be at some of these shows and people would say to me, they'd say, Don't quit your day job. This is the stupidest idea I've I've ever heard. So, you know, and in some ways, like having people you know, say, say those things is almost an indicator that you're, you're ahead of the curve and you might, you might actually be onto something. So that's, that's another, uh, another learning in my journey. It's a, it, that is so true. When people say that, I never forget when I started my business, I, I they said, you're out of your mind. You know what I mean? Who a senior level charge a hundred bucks an hour for, for, for talent. Are you crazy? <laughs> but that's true when people say, cause, cause well, that's the whole idea between trailblazing and change making. You're prepared to you have the vision. You don't listen to people. Don't even because most people I found out. If, I think people's intentions are good, but I think deep down some of them don't want you to succeed. You know, it's weird how people how people. Anyway, that's another conversation. So, anything else you want to share before we end the podcast that I didn't ask that you think is important for the audience? Any last any last words? Oh, yeah. I think I, I think for me, like I just. You know, you you talked to my my role, founder and chief operating officer. Yeah. Um, that's a step back from being CEO, which I was up until which I was up until August. And um, you know, there's there's a few reasons for that change, like our growth being U.S. based versus Canada based is is part of that. But also my my own health and my own health journey is uh, is part of that as well. And fortunately for me, I've I've also been diagnosed with diabetes recently, and so oh, just adding that onto my oh, <laughs> onto my daily that. routine is uh, is uh, something I'm focused on today, and just making sure that I get I get that right. And uh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of great support from other other founders in in our community and other entrepreneurs about uh, about my journey. And um, you know, we're we're in such a great space. It's so collaborative Incredible. and so supportive and you know i feel pretty good about uh the path ahead for me but it's it's with um you know health and wellness in mind and it you know circles back to why i started this business in the first place well ted this would be very insightful look good luck with your health and i wish you all the best and thank you so much for coming to the podcast it's extremely inspiring congratulations all the success and uh i want to see more partake in the bars the bars that i go to because I don't want to sell, I'm not, I'm not selling for the for the for the for the low end stuff. It's not happening. And I got some partake in my fridge. It's unbelievable. And uh, I really appreciate everything you, everything you're doing. And uh, everybody, take care. And we'll see you on the podcast next time. Bye bye.